Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Pittsburgh Steeler fans, welcome back to another episode of the Scobro Show. This is Behind the Steel Curtain editor Dave Schofield coming at you once again. It's Tuesday. It's 9 p.m. Where else are you going to be, Steelers fans? You'll want to you, you want to group together in joyous occasions. Let's come together in our misery as well. We are here and with me, as always, to really you know talk about how this is going and to feel miserable together, is my big brother, Rich. Rich, how you doing tonight? You, you, you can't even you can't even get anything out. <laughs> your, your mouth, I was going to say, can't you can't breathe. even, you can't even breathe in anything. Uh, yeah. <laughs> For those of you listening on podcast form, he's, he's acting, he's, you can see Rich struggling to take a breath. Yes. Just struggling so, to take a breath. Um, actually, afraid to take a breath, especially yeah. through my nose because that really stunk. Yeah, I was going to say some, <laughs> it's like you're in a very small space, and someone decided to let one rip, if you know what I mean. And you just you don't want to breathe in anything. So yeah, there's an awful lot to talk about, and we're kind of you know I'm going to bring up the topic of the show. Because it's going to be the theme with everything that we we discuss. Even you know we'll, we'll talk about what Mike Tomlin brought up in his press conference today. If you want a full recap, we've got a podcast available on our podcast platform. Um, anywhere where you can listen to podcasts, just look for BTSC Steelers Radio, or just search for Steelers. You'll you should find us anywhere right there. And there it is. And then you could get a recap there. We'll we'll highlight a couple things, but. Tonight's show is where do the Steelers go from here? Now, before we say that, we've got to go back and let's rewind the tape exactly two weeks. What did we talk about two weeks ago? Two weeks ago, we talked about, is it time to get excited for this Steelers team? Yep. Then last week, what was it last week? Are the Steelers... They are, are they, who we thought they, they were. They are who we thought they were. Okay. Now we're to a point of, I just missed it. What did I say it was? <laughs> it was, where did the Steelers go from here? So that's that's the journey of the 2021 
regular season so far. That's really what it is. There was lots of reasons to get excited right off the bat. Everything that you were like, oh, man, I don't know if the Seals can put it all together. For one week, they did. And then the next week, they didn't. And then the next week, they didn't even more. Now, there's reasons for this. There's, you know, some of those reasons are injuries. Some of those reasons are they are just problems that the Steelers have. The question is, and this is why we're going to ask where do they go from here, are these problems fixable? So, Rich, I'm not asking you to say this, to answer that question now. What I want to say is this. Are we ready to answer as we go? Okay, this is a problem. Is it fixable? That's going to be our theme tonight, to figure out where do you go from here. Does that sound good? Yeah. All right. Real quick, couple couple news items. Uh, the Steelers made a roster move today. This was rumored yesterday. Basically, Sunday ended up being two dogs, one bone. It was where the Steelers had had to elevate a player from the practice squad for the game on Sunday. It was Derek. I don't know if it's Tuska or Tuska. I've been saying Tuska. Um, who from uh, North Dakota State? He was drafted in the seventh round by the Broncos. Didn't played for the Broncos last year. Played in nine games. Didn't make the team this year. Didn't sign with their practice squad. Chose to come to Pittsburgh instead. So he was elevated. He actually played more snaps than Jameer Jones, and therefore it was almost like two dogs one bone. They released Jameer Jones today and signed Tuska to the active roster. Now, if Jones clears waivers, I think they'd like to put him on the practice squad, but you run that risk. Um, did any thoughts on that? Anything from Sunday or anything about that position stick about out? Or position? Anything Just, to say? I mean, snap counts. He played so many more snaps. Yeah, and... it was seven more. It was twenty-seven to twenty. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, there was some discussion on our Slack channel, which don't get me started. I'm really mad at Slack right now. My messages weren't coming through. I update the app, and all of a sudden, my normal sound that I get when a message comes through isn't the same sound. doesn't matter what I do in my settings. It won't change back. It, my phone thinks it's an alert of a different kind, and it's really annoying. But anyway, but some of the discussion going on there was, um, and I saw it on Twitter and everything else, that Jameer Jones was, was not someone who could really drop into coverage and that made Melvin Ingram have to drop into coverage. But with Tuska, he could, and that allowed Ingram to rush the passer more. There was only 18 pass attempts. It's not like they were rushing the passer all the time. Yeah. But that that was it. So we'll see how that plays out. We'll see if they end up with Jones on the practice squad or not. Really makes me frustrated that they didn't weren't able to hold on to Q from the U. Um that, you know, hindsight, that is what it is. So that was one thing. Then there was some, you know, Tomlin's press conference that happened, you know, the, the roster move happened after the press conference. Did you listen at all to the press conference on Sunday after the game? Sundays at all? Yes, I got some of Sundays. Woo! You know, you could tell he was not, he was a camper. <laughs> you know, I'm sorry. That's a, that's a, that's a Jim Gaffigan reference. Um, where he says, people say you're not a happy camper. He's like, why don't you just call him a camper? The only happy guy is the guy leaving the campsite. Anyway, um, so he was not a happy guy on, in, on Sunday. Much different demeanor. The whole idea of, hey, they've got another game to prepare for this week. You can't dwell on and be frustrated with everything that happened. 
So you have to learn from it. You have to move on or else you're not going to be ready for the next one. So that was kind of the approach. Injuries. Let's recap some injuries. Of the guys that were out, didn't didn't mention Carlos Davis and no one bothered to ask. Okay. Um, Chooks is in the concussion protocol. That's just going to be what it is. Um, we'll talk about that in a minute. Um, Watt, Deontay Johnson. Who's the other one? Alex Highsmith. Mm-hmm. He expects them all to practice this week, but how much they can practice in there and what they can do in practice will kind of be the guide as to whether or not they can go Sunday. Um, he also, you know, expects Kendrick Green to be back at practice. His injury he felt was more of a bumps and bruises thing. He didn't miss that many snaps. The way I looked at it, I think Hassanauer only played like nine, nine. snaps. Or nine snaps like yeah. for Hassanauer. So it wasn't like there was – I have a feeling if the game – if it would have been in the first half, he possibly would have even been back in the game. But we'll say. Um, so that was the injuries. Someone asked a question later on about Joe Haig and wanted to know his thoughts on him, and they assumed that Haig would be stepping in for Chooks. Coach Tomlin talked about Haig, but he didn't say, yeah, he would be the guy. Um, he said that he did well stepping in last week, everything else, because Coach Tomlin did bring up, you know, wanted to acknowledge that there are three players that are that were that's on injured reserve that could begin the process of returning this week. Okay. Should I run over that process real quick? Yeah, I think you should because okay. it's it's not just as easy as you're on IR and then you come off of IR and are back on the 53 rate roll. Yeah, they could practice this week. They don't have to go back on the active roster until they would actually be ready to play in a game. So if if any of any or all of those three players, it's Stefan Tuitt, Zach Banner, Anthony McFarland. If any of them practice this week, they're already not on the 53. They'd have to make the roster move Saturday in order for them to be back on for Sunday. But once they practice, they get 21 days to either end up back on the active roster or on IR for the rest of the season with no possibility of return. So that's the deal. So if they practice this week, but they're really not ready, and they're not going to be back in the next three weeks, then you either got to put them on IR or bring them back before they're ready and have them using a roster spot when they're still not ready. So we'll see. Um, any You want to do any bold predictions about that? Do you think anyone practices tomorrow? Um, the, the one that is the biggest wild card is Ant-Mac because yeah. I'm not really sure what happened to him that he landed on IR to begin with. I don't, uh, Jeff asked me that today and I was looking, I don't think they ever disclosed what his injury was. They said they left him back in Carolina for week four, but they never, they never said what it was for sure. So there's some speculation, but I don't want to say if I don't really know. Um, so I, with him, you don't know if that's a guy that could be back. You know, for all I know, he was he had to do one of those like knee scope things, like you know, Benny Snell had that in season one right. year, Jalen Samuels had that in season one year, things like that. Um, or, or it could just be one of those soft muscle tissue injuries. I was gonna like say bully Bob Kettle or, brought up said he had heard somewhere he thought it was a hamstring. Could could very well be could a hamstring, be. could be a hamstring, something like that. So he's a player that we that, you're right, that's a wild card. We have no clue. Yeah. Um Zach Banner, I'd say we're probably in the in the coin flip area. Yep. 
It's a possibility. Um, I mean, he yep. took snaps in the preseason. Correct. True, it was only 12. Yes. 12 snaps in the preseason. You know, what, you know, has the time off done his and the continued rehab done well for him? If so, you could see him back. If they feel he could use another week or two, they'll leave him there for another week or two. Yeah. Um. And I, 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 I would say if I was going to bet on anyone to not return, my biggest bet would be on Stefan to it. Yeah, me too. Um, just there's still so much up in the air of not really knowing what's going on with him. It's a knee um, and other things. It's a Chris, knee. Is it a knee? It, yeah. It, well, it. I mean, Chris Wormley kind of said in passing that they weren't, it's not like they were expecting him to be back right away. So, yeah, that's, it would be fantastic to get him back. I mean, my goodness, look. If you look at the five players that we expected going into training camp to be starting on the defensive front five, you know, not talking about the linebackers, they had one, one on Sunday. Cam Hayward's all that's left. So yeah. it would really be nice to get as many of them back as possible. Um, whew. So that's tough. That's tough. But let's go ahead and dive into talking about what we're going to be talking about tonight or the question that we're going to keep asking is, you know, where do the Steelers go from here? Is this something that can be fixed? So, yeah, I don't know. Did you, did you check out my, by the numbers article? I'll talk about yes. this a little bit more on stat. I did. But I mean, if you count the playoff game, you're talking 11 straight games where the offense is not scored in the first quarter. Yeah. Rough. You know? Yeah. Because even the, even the Baltimore game last year, they scored points. They only got six. They missed the extra point. Um, and it was it was a defensive touchdown. It yep. was Joe Hayden. So you have to go all the way back to when the, the Steelers played the Bengals the first time last year to them to the offense scoring points, not on the opening drive in the first quarter. Okay. So that's not I know there's some people that are like after three games they want to they want to blame Canada they want to they, they they're calling for his head and everything else but you know what and here here's another one this is this is classic Steelers fan or maybe I should say Steelers Twitter I mean don't, don't want to say all fans Cla- classic Steelers Twitter overreaction okay the Steelers start five rookies and a, five draft picks and a new punter in week one, the Steelers upset the bills and Kevin Colbert is the biggest genius of a GM that's ever existed in the NFL. Two weeks later, after losing the next two games, Kevin Colbert is the biggest fraud because he didn't, he, he didn't prepare this team for, for the losses and, you know, and, you know, revamp the offensive line and, and everything else. It just goes to show how outcome-driven every narrative really is. <laughs> right. When when do people yeah. talk their narrative? When when the product fits it. Yeah. You know, oh, wow, they started all these new players in week one. They were able to beat the Bills. Wow, these were all great picks. Were they, but you know what? It was the same players in week two, and it was the same players in week three. So was it? True then? Is it true now? Is it there? Um, uh, Dennis throws $5 into the tip jar. 
Thank you, Dennis. He says the question now is it's still dilly dilly or now willy nilly or maybe fuddle duddle. <laughs> I gotta love that. You know what's funny? Uh, I have it on I underneath. Dilly dilly. I do, I'm dilly not wearing my dilly dilly tonight. Yeah, the yeah. dilly dilly. It's still so, dilly dilly or maybe yep. willy nilly or maybe willy nilly or fuddle duddle. Ah, uh, Dennis, that's a good one. So, <laughs> he had some good ones like last week. Tell me about it. After, like, after the show was after over. After the show was over, they were still coming <laughs> still on. Still rolling on. Popping into the live so, chat. It was so. great. Um, whoo, so let's talk. Let's, yep. let's see what it is. Where do you want to start? I know you've got the jersey on. Is that where we want to start? No, well, that's kind of why I bore it. Okay, go ahead. Um, you, you know, for, for the longest time, I've been the biggest mm-hmm. Ben Roethlisberger supporter. I feel, and I feel Ben Roethlisberger is a fantastic quarterback, but I saw a few things in the game on Sunday that I did not particularly like seeing from Ben Roethlisberger as quarterback that have me concerned moving forward. Mm-hmm. Um, I've really come to the realization of a couple things. One, there are throws that Ben Roethlisberger right now is either not, not, and I'm not sure what's the answer to this, that he is either not able to make or unwilling to try to make. Okay. Okay. Um, I don't know if that's, and I'm not even sure the reasons why is it, you know, father time's caught up to him. Is it, he can't do any more because of the elbow. Is it just, um, he's gotten in his own head. Actually, who brought it up on the Slack channel today? I loved it. You know, has, has something happened in practices where, where, <laughs> where Ben is throwing against a certain wonderful safety who now has him afraid of throwing at safeties. Yeah, I, I don't know if that was brought up on the cutting room floor this week because with uh, Jeffrey Bedick's podcast because I still need to – I'll probably try to listen to that tonight as I'm falling asleep, um, which it's so intriguing. I don't actually get to fall asleep, but, you know, it helps me wind down sometimes. So I haven't got to catch that yet. I don't know if that was something addressed or not, but that was something Jeffrey brought up. He's like, there's where Ben used to throw to his receivers, you know, rather than to the sidelines as they were on the outside coming back in towards the safeties, you know, and that throw was open, but Ben won't make that throw. Right. Is it because he hasn't been able to make that throw in practice because he's going up against Minka Fitzpatrick? I thought it was an interesting question. I'm not saying that's the question. I don't know if that's an answer or not, but it is a question. Yeah. that's still. And then the other thing that I'll go ahead and bring up, and if people did not get the, the chance to go on to, yeah, you know, behind the steel curtain, your one-stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers, <laughs> and uh, and see the article that was done by um, um, Kevin. Yes, yeah. KT Smith, KT Smith, still a punk. Cliff Chai Sapp, yep. all of the above. <laughs> yeah, you know, he 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 had put in that he was going in our Slack channel that he was going to do a breakdown of the fourth down play. Fourth and ten. Fourth and now, ten. It wasn't fourth and goal. It was no, fourth and ten at the eleven yard line. Yep. And um, I, you know, that wasn't that long after the game. I think it was about time you guys were wrapping up post game or something. And I and I just chimed, or maybe it was yesterday morning, but I chimed in and was like, "Well, that play was easy, you know." 
been red red blitz, but the Bengals did what I expected them to do was drop out of it and not actually mm-hmm. bring the house. Mm-hmm. And Ben didn't read that they dropped out of it, received the football, and got it out of his hands as quickly as possible to his hot read, which was Najee. Yeah. And so uh, to me, it was a poor. It was a, it was a yeah. poor read, a poor decision. Yes, it, it it was. It's funny because they're like, well, Ben did what he what. I mean, because look, Kevin broke it down. They ran four 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 vertical routes into the end zone. Najee. Bottom line is, Najee was put out there on the side to make them account for him, to draw a defender away from one of the other guys that was far enough to catch the pass for a first down slash touchdown, if you know what I mean. Yeah. So by not, if Najee would have stayed in the block, then, then chances are there wouldn't have been, there, there would have been an extra defender defending those guys back there. Najee flares out there. Then you've got to have at least one, if not two guys out there ready for that, which then makes it to where they're not covering the other guys. Right. But if those guys are blitzing and there's going to be nobody out there, then you've got to hope that you flip those, it out to Najee. Hope your receivers make a block and he finds the end zone. Yeah, and that those you know corners and safeties that we're covering in in the passing game. I mean, because they, they can't they can't run them through the tunnel. It's not like you can run those guys that far off that they can't come back to the one yard line. But to me, a lot of what people are criticizing Ben Roethlisberger, who rightfully deserves the criticism. You know, love Ben Roethlisberger, always have Steelers quarterback. I liked him. I wanted them to draft him so bad when he was coming out of Miami. All of that doesn't matter. You still have to give an honest critique. Correct. And not did not play well, did not make good decisions. You know, I mean, oh, my goodness, the second interception. Oh, you couldn't ask for any – you're four yards away, and the guy's got three guys around him. How do you not see? Well, not only, oh, he's got two guys on him and a guy in between you and him. Yeah. And the thing is, was it Wilson? Was that the name of the player that that, that got the both interceptions? Yeah, uh, I think I so. Uh, I or I, I can't remember if that was his name. He took an interception away from the safety because the safety was going to intercept that ball, right? Because he had already undercut the route with Juju, but the ball never even made it that far. That's how that wasn't the thing. Now, some people were saying this, and and I can I can see it. Ben didn't have his go-to quick dump-off safety guy who gets the separation right away in Deontay Johnson. Now, with Deontay Johnson not playing, you would assume that James Washington was going to get those snaps and those targets. Now, James Washington definitely got the snaps. You know, he went from 15 snaps in week one to 12 snaps in week two to 66 in week three. More snaps than the Steelers had plays in the other one. That was 80% of the snaps because the Steelers ran so many of them. But when it came to targets, he had two the first game, one the second game. James Washington had five targets in this game. Out of 56 passes, James Washington got five targets. Based on how many more passes Ben Roethlisberger threw, he didn't target him really any significant amount more than he would have otherwise. Who got the targets? We know who got the targets. Who became the safety net? It was Najee. It was Najee. You know what? And I'm actually okay with that. I'm actually 
All right, with that, we have a vertex coming out tomorrow with Jeffrey Benedict and myself. We were talking about Najee Harris being more than just a rusher. We're talking about him in the passing game, and we look at, hey, how about as a blocker? And honestly, the answer to that is it's not good. Um, We saw the first interception was kind of on Najee because he completely, completely whiffed and let Ben's arm get hit. You know, he went to block. He didn't even touch him. You know, you'll see it. You got to check it out. So oh, Najee became this the, the safety net. So that's kind of where it came throughout the game. But ultimately the point that I started with before I got off on all that with the receivers is Ben doesn't trust the line. If you look at everything out there, mm-hmm. Ben doesn't trust the line, which is surprising because you thought maybe he was as much as he was holding on to the ball with some of those sacks that he took. I mean, my goodness, I'm I'm at Jeff's house watching the game because I didn't get it. And we're just screaming. We're like, throw the ball. I don't just care throw if you throw it out of bounds. Don't take the sack after that long. Well, but I, I have a theory there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, ben was suffering Sam Darnold syndrome the other mm-hmm. day. He was seeing ghosts. Yeah. He was seeing stuff that wasn't there. But, I mean, look, he got hit so much the week before. And I, people might not want to hear this. When it came to pass blocking, the offensive line did better this week. Now, could it be that they, it's because they weren't going up against the Max Crosby's Carl Nassib's? You know, there's someone else in the D-line that I forget. It doesn't matter. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Does it mean – Maybe that's why they played a little bit better on the offensive line when it came to pass blocking, perhaps. But Ben Roethlisberger getting hit, he was getting more time to throw. He really was. Um, I seeing, were, seeing were, you notice, were you noticing him missing some open guys here and there too? He's, he won't throw to open guys in the middle of the field. He won't throw the ball in the middle of the field. Period. I know. He won't. Yeah. I mean, if I mean, you, I, I saw, I you saw might have one seen time, the graphics. I saw one next one gen time. stats through three weeks. He hasn't thrown anywhere in that box, like in the middle of the field beyond 15 yards. I saw one play where James Washington is open in the middle of the field mm-hmm. and just, you know, given yeah. this. And Ben doesn't throw the ball. And it was almost like the Bengals just let him be open because they knew Ben wasn't going to throw the ball there. Mm-hmm. And just Ben doesn't throw the ball there. And I just saw a deflated James Washington. Yeah, it's like you're sending me into the middle of the field, but it's like I'm only here to to, to stand here because Ben won't throw the ball here. Yeah. Yeah. So, Yeah. The question so, so, now is: so The question is, can that change from Ben? Yeah, can that is that something that can be fixed? Can that be fixed? I'm not sure it can. It could. I'm not sure it can't. I'm, I'm not right. Sure, no. I'm not sure it so can't. I'm not saying I'm not that sure it, can't. it can't. I'm just okay. not sure that it will. Yeah, is that a good way to say it? It's not that it can't be. But will it? Is it? Is Ben Roethlisberger at a point in his career that he can't he can't move as well? He can't take the hit. So these these habits that 
I'll be honest with you. I think some of these are, are habits he picked up last year with him, you know, living in Randy land. Does he have too many Randy land habits that he can't break? Honestly, you know, don't do this. I mean, I think back, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry where that I'm still, I'm still blaming the guy that's not even here anymore, but I'm looking back at 2019. And the biggest thing that frustrated me when Ben was out, Roethlisberger, Mason Rudolph was playing and he, he, he'd meet with the media and he's like, well, coach Randy says, I got to be thinking about this. I got to be thinking about that. I got to think about this. I can't turn the ball over. Blah, 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 blah. I'm like, stop putting so much in this guy's head that he can't play football. I'm like, it's like, Brandy land overwhelmed. Oh, well, don't do this. You don't want to do this. It'll screw it up. You don't want to do this. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, will Ben not attack the middle of the field because it was something that was ingrained in his brain last year? I don't know. I don't know. Hey, we got $2 here. You want to answer this yep. question? Takaharu. Will Tomlin ever bench Ben? I doubt it. I doubt it too. That's my answer. I doubt it. And you know what? Some people, okay. Anything else you want to say about it? Because I'm about ready to go out because he mentioned Tomlin. And I've, I've, well, we'll, we'll Tomlin never bench Ben. Right now, I, mm -hmm. I, I really doubt it. Does that mean we won't see another quarterback at some point this year? Nope. No. Because, honestly, Ben keeps taking shots. I expect Ben to have to miss some time. Yeah. Yeah. So that's really interesting. And you know what? There's just – there's so much – you know, I understand this should be a big area of concern. I'm probably going to bring, I was going to say this for Stat Geek, and I'll probably still talk about it there too. But I will, here's some numbers to talk about. Okay. The Steelers play three teams this year that had 13 or more wins last year, one of which was the Buffalo Bills. The other one, they've had 13 wins. The other one of the other two is the Green Bay Packers, who they faced this week. And the other one is the Kansas City Chiefs, who had 14 that they face at the end of the year. The Chiefs have already matched their number of losses as what they had last year, right now. So we'll see. But everyone talked about the Seals having the most difficult schedule in, uh, based on 2020 records. What team that the Steelers played last year, or played this year, had the worst record last year? It was the Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah. They had four wins and a tie. Everybody else had at least five wins that they it, last year that they're playing this year. So the Steelers have already beat one of the one of the teams that had the best records from last year that they play, and they've already lost the team that has one of the worst records that they play last year. And that's what's going on. Everyone's up in arms about everything. I have a lot of stuff to talk about. People want to talk about changing quarterback. They want to talk about the coach. We are we are going to get on to the Green Bay Packers, but we still have a lot we need to talk about. Let's. I think it's time yep. to roll in, in the second is. half. So, yep. um, I'm I'm going to have a message for people that are that are screaming to bench Ben and are screaming to fire Tomlin and are screaming to you know Kevin Colbert. Got a message coming up here in in the second half. So if you're on the audio side, make sure you go ahead and flip on over to part two. If you're here with us on Yahoo or Facebook Live, Yahoo, YouTube or Facebook Live. Stick around. We'll be back in a few seconds.